Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Abgenommen bedauert. BBC 30 Minute Theatre presents Butter in a Lordly Dish, a play specially written for radio by Agatha Christie. The action takes place in England just after the Second World War. Yes. Hello, dear. Mmm. Is my nose telling me there's something good for tea? Fish and chips. Mmm, good. Oh, oh, drat. What's all these suitcases doing here? Doesn't help clutter the place up. It's Mrs. Keene's things. Oh, is she going away? Yes, but she's not going to take these with her. Only one small case. Why? Because she's not certain yet where she'll be. She'll let us know where she wants all this scent. Seems peculiar to me, going away and not knowing where she's going. What do you mean? I'll bet she's off for the weekend with someone. Now, don't talk like that. It's not nice. All right. But if you ask me, there's something fishy about our Mrs. Keene. Now, stop it, Florrie. She's a very nice lady. Always speaks so pleasant. That's the kind that gets things from shops without paying for them. Confidence tricksters, they call them. Mind she pays you before she waltzes off. She has paid me right up to tomorrow and a bit over for leaving the cases and sending them off. Oh. Yes, oh. So you ought to be ashamed of yourself for being so suspicious. All right. But I know what I know. What do you know? Well, it was last week. I was going along from Park Lane into Berkeley Square. And there was a party on at one of those big houses. You know, cocktails and sherry and all that. Well? Well, who should I see coming out with a tall, handsome man but our Mrs. Keene? Dressed up to the nines. Box furs and one of those flowerway black velvet hats. I will say she looked a treat. But it is odd, you'll admit. What? Going to swell society houses all dressed up and lodging here with us just off the Pimlico Road. It 
doesn't fit somehow. And I suppose you've got some far-fetched notion to account for it. If you ask me, she's in with one of those gangs of society burglars. The nonsense you She talk. goes along to places and finds out where the stuff is kept and when the house is likely to be empty and passes the word on to the gang. And if you ask me, you go too much to the pictures. Gangs, indeed. Well, gangs aren't only on the pictures. You read about them in the newspapers, too. Nonsense. Come off it, Mum. You like a nice little bit of crime yourself. Talking of crime, is that an evening paper you've got there? Yes. Is the verdict out on that taxi driver case? No, not yet. Just the judges summing up. Hmm. You know, I don't see what use judges are. They don't seem to say anything useful or tell the jury what they ought to do. How do you mean? Well, listen to this. Whereas Sir Lucas stated in the case for the prosecution, etc., etc., in which case the prisoner is undoubtedly guilty, but at the same time you must take into account the contention of the defence that the prisoner had not the necessary knowledge to, etc., etc., in, in which case you will have no alternative but to acquit the accused. Well, why doesn't he tell them if the prisoner's done it or not? Because he doesn't know. Well, he's the judge, isn't he? That's if you have weather forecasts like that. If the weather improves tomorrow, it will be warm and sunny. If, on the other hand, the depression spreads, it will be wet and cold. <laughs> Might as well have a weather forecast like that for all the good they are. Ruined my best hat last Sunday, listening to what they said. Now, I like a man like Sir Luke Enderby, who was prosecuting, gave it to the jury Autumn Strong, he did. Beautiful it was, especially that bit about doing their duty, however painful, and how people like the prisoner was a menace to society. I remember Sir Luke Enderby and that blonde on the beach murder. Yes, that's the man. All about those poor girls being lured to their death by a sadistic murderer. Was a good murder, that was. I don't like this taxi murder so much. No, it's a bit dull. But of course he did it all right. Yes, but he looks such an insignificant little chap. Now, Garfield, the blonde on the beach murderer, he was really good looking. Now, you be careful, Florrie. Why? That's what all those poor girls thought. They let him pick them up as easy as easy. You be careful of these flash, good-looking fellows that try to pick girls up. That must be Mrs. Keene. Come in. Good evening, Mrs. Petter. Good evening, Mrs. Keene. Good evening, Florrie. Evening. I wonder if I might use your telephone, Mrs. Petter. Oh, certainly, Mrs. Keene. Come in. Thank you. Do you want the book? No, I know the number. Right. Um, it isn't foggy outside, is it, Florrie? Just a bit, not much. It'll be all right in the country, I hope. You going to the country? Just for the weekend. Oh, well, I'll uh, just... Come on, Florrie. Hello? Is that Nineteen Chisel Gardens? Can I speak to Sir Luke Enderby, please? Oh. Oh, I see. No, no message. No name. I'll ring again later. No message, no name. She'll ring again later. Another of them. Oh, there's the front door. First the telephone, then the door. If it's not one thing, it's another. Good afternoon, Hayward. Oh, good afternoon, Miss Warren. Lady Enderby isn't in yet, but she's expecting you. Oh, that's all right. Sir Luke's still at the Old Bailey, I suppose. Yes, madam. Uh, will you come into the drawing room? Thank you. How's the rheumatism, Hayward? It's been bad lately. What with the telephone and answering the door. Oh, sorry. These large houses are very inconvenient. 
I said to her ladyship only yesterday how different it would be if we could have a nice flat. A nice flat wouldn't take all Lady Enderby's nice things. Yes, her ladyship has got some nice things. She's out at the sale room this afternoon. Oh, so that's where she is. There'll be even more lovely things presently. No hope of that nice flat, Haywood. No. More likely to be an even larger house. Oh, don't suggest that, madam. <laughs> uh, would you care for the evening paper? No, thanks. I'll amuse myself with a book. Right, madam. What's this one? Ogden on criminal jurisprudence. <laughs> that's a Luke's, I suppose. Yes. A bit heavy for me. Oh, that's either a ladyship or Sir Luke. Well, well, look who's here. Hello, Luke. Lovely to see you, Susan. Where's Marion? At the sale rooms. Ah, that'll mean more Buell cabinets and Aubusson carpets and Chinese bronzes. <laughs> yes. Any telephone messages for me, Hayward? A lady rang up just now, sir. She didn't leave her name or any message. Oh, I wonder who that could be. I suppose you couldn't possibly guess. Uh, shall I bring in tea, sir? Uh, yes, please. Thank you, sir. Do you encourage them to ring you up here? I don't know what you mean. Oh, come off it, darling. I mean your various lady friends. Aren't you well aware, Susan, that you're the only girl I've ever loved? I'm aware that you're never at a loss for an answer. <laughs> How did the case go? What case? Haven't you just come from the old bailiff? Oh, yes, that. Oh, guilty. Couldn't have been any other verdict. Why the jury wanted to stay out two hours and a half, I can't imagine. No, indeed. After your masterly speech, the jury should have brought him in guilty without bothering to leave the box. Well, after all, he did shoot the taxi driver. Oh, yes. I can't pretend there's really been a grave miscarriage of justice. Although I always try to. Why? Just to annoy you. Why do you want to get your knife into me? What have I done to you? Nothing. You just look so completely sure of yourself and so thoroughly pleased with yourself. What a particularly damning indictment. Darling, is that my terribly late? How are you, Marion? Susan, dear, how nice to see you. And why on earth didn't you start tea? Oh, good. Hayward's bringing it in now. Um, were there any letters for me, Hayward? In your study, sir. Ah. Well, I'd better just have a look at them. Milk, Susan? Thanks. You don't have sugar, I know. Thank you. I hope you haven't been waiting very long. Oh, no. I've been improving my mind with this book. My goodness. Not criminal jurisprudence. Does Luke really read this sort of thing for pleasure? Not exactly pleasure. Just to look up some special point. <laughs> I know the sort of thing. Double Chuck V. Fathead in the reign of Charles I, and for some inscrutable reason, it affects the case of the Crown versus Dairy Produce Limited today. <laughs> I really think the law is extraordinary. I must say that sometimes it doesn't seem very sensible. Bread and butter, dear. Thanks. Luke's looking frightfully pleased with himself. I suppose the verdict was guilty. He said it was a certainty. Naturally. He was just slightly annoyed at the jury being impertinent enough to stay out for two hours and a half. Lese majesty after his speech for the prosecution. Susan, darling, that's not very kind. Oh, darling, it was abominable of me. But I would simply hate to stand in the dock charged with murder and have Luke prosecuting. But you'd like it if he were defending you. Perhaps. But he never does seem to defend people. Well, anyway, if you were innocent, you'd have nothing to be afraid of. Wouldn't I? Innocent people are always acquitted. Are they? I wonder. Of course. I wish I was as sure of it as you are. Well, you must ask Luke. Ask Luke what? Are innocent people always acquitted? No need to worry about that. 
The real worry is that some cold-blooded murderer gets off scot-free because some sentimental women on the jury like his face. The blonde on the beach, Garfield, but he wasn't acquitted. No, but he might have been. There were four women on that jury. Extraordinary how women fell for that man. How many women had he actually killed? Well, certainly two. The original blonde at Bexhill and that girl at Weymouth? Probably three and possibly a good many more. He was terribly good-looking. Mad, I suppose. No, 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 not in the legal sense. He knew what he was doing, all right. Couldn't you two possibly stop talking about murder? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> darling. <laughs> well, tell me what you've been doing. Sotheby's? Christie's. Oh. My dears, I got the most lovely pair of Chinese pictures on glass. Absolutely exquisite. And where are you going to put them? I am going to hang them on that wall oh. over there. There were a lot of dealers after them. They ran me up rather high. Just as well, I make a bit of the bar. You hang people, and Marion hangs pictures. But they really are unique. So is this house. Absolutely perfect, darling. It should be, when you consider that Marion's house comes first, and Marion's husband a long way after. What nonsense. I'm the most devoted wife. You're the most wonderful wife a man ever had. Twitter, twitter, coo, coo, listen to the turtle dance. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse my vulgar noises. You have some tea, look. Uh, no time, darling. I must be off. I'm going to catch a train to Liverpool. Hmm? Why Liverpool? Um, work to be done. Oh, what a bore. Really, dear, you ought to have some time off. You work much too hard. Uh, well, I'll have a real rest one of these days. Goodbye, darling. Take care of yourself. Bye, dear. Bye, Susan. Be good. Wouldn't that come better from me to you? Oh, then, Susan. Well, I must run. I'll miss my train gone to meet some woman, I suppose. Probably. How you stand it, I don't know, Mary. After a time, one doesn't mind so much. I wonder. How long have you been married? Ten years. And practically all the time Luke has been chasing after some woman or other? Oh, not on the honeymoon. I think he was absolutely faithful on the honeymoon. <laughs> That's very nearly the most cutting thing I've ever heard you say. Haven't you ever considered leaving him? I've considered it, Yes. Tell me, do you care for him still? Oh, no, not anymore. Mercifully. Then why not leave him? Oh, my dear. So many things go to make up a marriage. There are the boys. They're devoted to him. And he's an excellent father. He's always kind and charming to me. I think he's really very fond of me. All these women don't really mean anything, you know. These infatuations, they never last. It just... Well... Weakness on his part. Any good-looking woman has only to throw herself at his head, and he accepts the challenge. Whose challenge is he accepting at this minute? I think this is a new one, by all the signs. Any idea who she is? None at all. I wonder where they're meeting. <laughs> Certainly not Liverpool. I wonder... Tell me what platform for Henley. I'm so sorry, I've no idea. That's a porter for you. A corner seat smoker if you care. Oh, yes. I'm sorry, but we're pretty full up. Julia, darling, you've really come. Oh. Oh, I was so afraid you wouldn't. What a wonderful place Paddington Station is. I never realised it before. Ah, oh, Julia. I telephoned, but you weren't in. I know, I heard someone had rung up. I was terrified it was you to say you, you changed your mind. Oh, as if I would. Oh, Julia, Julia, you're 
Beautiful. I, I do love you. Darling, you can't say things like that on Paddington Station. <laughs> Besides, we shall miss our train. I don't even know where we're going. Well, that makes it more exciting, doesn't it? Come along, we must hurry. It's number five. Where are we going? The station's called Warning Halt. Warning Halt? Never heard of it. <laughs> Nobody has. Come on, hurry. It sounds completely the back of beyond. Oh, we'll miss the train. Run! Stand away there! Fog here. Oh, thank goodness. Well, do we, do we get a taxi? Oh, no, we walk. My cottage is only about three minutes away. Tickets, please. Thank you. Good evening. Good, Good evening. evening. Uh, no, this way, there's a footpath across the field. Uh-huh. Ah, it's a heavenly night. Mm-hmm. Just look at those clouds chasing each other across the moon. <laughs> Come on, you old poet. It's too cold to stand stargazing. <laughs> you know, I never knew you had a cottage in the country. But then you don't know much about me, do you? I know that when I saw you across the room at the Ritz that day, and you... you smiled at me, that the whole world changed. Just over a fortnight ago. It seems a lifetime. And now, at last... Darling, you don't mind you coming here to the cottage? I did so hate the idea of a hotel for us. It seems so sordid. Subterfuges, false names, and perhaps someone... Meeting us who might recognize us. Oh, I couldn't bear it. You do understand, don't you? Of course I do, darling. All that matters is that we should be together. I don't care how primitive the place is. Oh, I'd have you know that my cottage is not primitive. <laughs> it has every creature comfort. Hot water, electric light, and the best to eat that the local black market can provide. Mm, sounds wonderful. Let me find the key. Ah, I've got it. Just a minute. I'll switch on the light. There. How do you like my retreats? Oh, it's delightful. Oh, what a charming room. I hoped you'd like it. Just set a match to the fire. I'll bring in supper. It's all ready. What a wonderful woman you are, Julia. Even your fire lights and burns up at once. Isn't that supposed to be a sign that your lover is true to you? What a lovely thing a fire is on an autumn evening. Julia! Coming! You're a wonderful woman. What? Here we are. (laughs) What were you saying? That you're the most wonderful creature in the world. (laughs) 
You know, there's, there's something different about you from any other woman I've ever met. And how many women have you said that to? Ah, uh, darling. No, no, look, be good. Uh, supper. Definitely supper. And though I say it myself, rather a good supper. All right. By Jove, cold duck, eh? Is that party? What really is transbone party? It is. And do my eyes deceive me? Is that immense yellow pyramid butter? Butter in a lordly dish. <laughs> Sounds quite biblical. Does it? Is my lord satisfied with what his servant has set before him? Uh, you enchanting creature, oh, Julia. No, not <laughs> now. Supper. I insist on stern self-control till after supper. <laughs> Sit in the big armchair here. Mm -hmm. I'll put your coffee by you. Here. Oh, darling. What a perfect meal that was. <laughs> and now, perfect coffee. You know, damn few women can make good coffee. It seems incredible, Julia, that a fortnight ago I... I'd never even seen you. Oh, I've known you by sight a much longer time. You were pointed out to me. Really? You're a very celebrated man. No harm, sir. You're the most famous counsel in England. Doesn't it ever upset you to feel that your eloquence and your powers got some poor wretch hanged? Not if the poor wretch richly deserves it. I suppose he doesn't. Supposing he's innocent. Well, I don't think that what you so romantically call my eloquence or my legal tricks of... Ever hanged an innocent man? No. There's not usually much doubt about murderers who get convicted. Trouble is that uh, occasionally a fellow gets off who's as guilty as hell. Garfield didn't get off. Ah, the uh, blonde on the beach murderer. Yes. Ah, no doubt about him. But supposing he wasn't guilty? There wasn't really very much evidence against him, was there? My dear girl, the police had been after Garfield for months. There had been two other girls before that, remember? The police knew quite well who had done it. But I believe his wife always cooked up the most wonderful alibi for him. Not that the wife's word goes very far, but in the absence of definite evidence of his having been seen with the girls near the times of the murders, well, they couldn't risk charging him before. That's what I say. There wasn't really any evidence against him. <laughs> Look here, Julia. Talking strict facts. Not legal tender, but, you know, paying off the record common sense. Well... Garfield is friendly with girl number one. She's strangled. Garfield has a date with girl number two. She's found dead. Then he carries on with girl number three, and she's murdered. Can't be coincidence. The fellow's got a sex complex and can't resist killing these girls. Then why didn't they say he was insane? Because he wasn't. He knew well enough what he was doing and what would happen to him if he got caught. He was so extraordinarily clever that... It wasn't easy to catch him. The judge's summing up was in his favor? Yes, the actual evidence was thin, but it wasn't needed. The jury took one look at Garfield and made up their minds. No, they listened to you. You got him convicted. Well, perhaps I... I did my bit. He was a nice-looking chap, had a plausible way with him. 
A couple of women on the jury were looking quite sentimental about him. I had to smash that. Women have very sound instincts. <laughs> Don't give me that old stuff about a woman's instinct. Women are notorious for liking wrongs. Well, look at that wife of his. Blindly devoted to him, apparently. If she hadn't been in hospital with typhoid at the time of the trial, she might somehow have pulled the trick again. I never saw her, but I believe she was an amazingly good liar. Really? Also, Inspector Garrett told me. When she swore to him that Garfield had been at home with her at the crucial times, you couldn't help but believe her. Amazing creatures, women. Ooh. What's the matter? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I got cramp in my leg. Ah, that's, that's better. Have some more coffee. Thank you, darling. Ah, what a meal. You're a wonderful woman, Julia. Butter in a lordly dish. Now, where does that come from? The Bible? Esther? No. No, it isn't Esther. Don't you remember? I'll get it in a minute. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Funny. Funny, this... Cramp. I, I, I feel quite stiff. <laughs> Darling, what were we talking about? Killing. Oh, yes, Garfield. Well, if that man had been able to leave women alone, he'd be alive today. But some men can't leave women alone, can they? Can they, look? Well, I'm fond of women, I admit it. But... But this time with you, it's it, it, it's something quite different. Yes, one always has to say that. Ah. It's expected. What does your wife feel about these uh, excursions of yours? I think we'd better leave my wife out of it. I'm sorry? Butter in a lordly dish. Funny how that keeps running in my mind. Why do I feel those words have got a, a kind of sinister sound to them? Hmm? I wish I could remember. Would these help you to remember? I, I can't see what it is you're holding up there. Oh, what's the matter with my eyes? I, I can't focus properly. It's a hammer and some nails. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh you extraordinary woman. <laughs> What do you want a hammer and nails for? Perhaps to hang up a picture on the wall. At this time of night? Oh, really, Julia. What a, what a barbarous idea. Yes, it is rather barbarous. But then women can be barbarous. It was, of course, a grave breach of hospitality. What was? What jail did to Cicero. Jail? Cicero. Oh, of course. Yes, I, I got it. Jail and Cicero. Ah, yes, yes. She, she's the one who brought him butter in a lordly dish and then hammered a nail through his forehead. A, a nail. What's the matter, Luke? I, look here, damn it. I, 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 I'm stiff and cramped all over. My eyes are playing me tricks. I'm all misty. I, I, I can't get up. No, you can't get up. That's the result of the drug in your coffee. Drug in the coffee? What do you mean, Julia? The drug I put in your coffee. 
Do you know who I am, Luke? You, you're, you're Julia. Julia, yes, but my other name. Keen. Julia Keen. No, I took the name of Keen. My own name was rather too conspicuous. What? I'm Julia Garfield, Luke. Garfield. Garfield. I'm Henry Garfield's wife. That is, I should be Henry Garfield's wife, but for you, because of you and your eloquence and your legal tricks, I'm Henry Garfield's widow. What's, what's all this? What, 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 you're up, what are you up to? You, you got me here. It you... wasn't very difficult. I knew your reputation. You fall for women very easily, don't you, Luke? I, 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 I must get out of here. I loved Henry Garfield. I, 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 I must get out I of here. I loved Henry Garfield. You killed him. Henry Garfield was a murderer. Oh, no, he wasn't. I killed those women. You? It wasn't Henry's fault. <laughs> he just fell easily for women like you. They beckoned and he followed. But I wasn't like your wife, content to sit at home and buy pretty things and shut her eyes. I wasn't going to share Henry with any woman. Silly, giggling little blondes. <laughs> Oh, they didn't giggle when I finished with them. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Yes! I must stop it. There are things to do. You're mad! You're mad! Not in the legal sense. I know quite well what I'm going to do. Put that hammer down. Go away from me. Oh, God, I, I can't move. Keep her away from me. Marion, Marion, keep her away from me. Keep away. Keep away. Ow! <laughs> That was Butter in a Lordly Dish by Agatha Christie. Sir Luke Enderby was played by Richard Williams, Julia Keane by Cecile Chevreau, Lady Enderby by Molly Rankin, and Susan Warren by Barbara Lott. Other parts were played by Beryl Calder, Elizabeth Maud, Janet Morrison, and Michael Turner. The play was produced by Martin C. Webster in the London studios of the BBC. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.